Oh shit. And we are live. Welcome to the process. I got a cough. Didn't want to clear my uh, throat as I started speaking in the intro. Welcome to the process. It is Friday, December 22nd. I am Josh Engelman here to break down a six game again NBA slate. Uh, Last night could not have gone worse. Uh, I got absolutely destroyed. Everything I touched turned to incorrect. Wemby played minimal minutes, still had five stocks in 22 minutes, which is nuts to think about. Wendell Carter Jr. is terrible. Again, uh, everything that I did was bad. Tomorrow was bad. Everything was bad. So we're here now. We're here now. 
Hope everybody had a good night. Final process of the week. Final process until Christmas is over. We'll be back uh, Tuesday after Christmas for sure, though. Definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, jaw wasn't great. Nothing was great. Nothing was great. Detroit lost again. 2-26 and 26 on the season. If it helps, based on their point differential, and I think this is the question I'm uh, getting asked, Said saw a quote from Cade Cunningham saying, we're not 2-26 and 26 bad. What's the best data to show he's right or wrong? Well, point differential says they should have uh, 4.6 wins. And if you just look at um, their point differential relative to the spread, they actually haven't been the worst team in the league. That has been San Antonio with Charlotte second worst. Uh, San Antonio is 4.6 points behind their average spread. Uh, Charlotte is 4.5 points behind their average spread. And then Detroit is 4.4 points behind their average spread. Number one team in beating their spread. That would be the Philadelphia 76ers plus 6.3. Yeah. um, Yesterday was ugly. Just didn't get anything right anything right Mm. but today is a new day i'm already registered locked and loaded and ready to go so i say that we get into this bad boy we get it started because i want some coffee it's the end of the week happy to look that up that's the easy stuff i love looking up all the nerdy advanced data things for the nba yeah they're bad but they're they're mildly unlucky bad i mean they have the they have a terrible point differential but like they're not all that different than san antonio or washington or charlotte so let's get into some basketball shall we six games to break down a seven o'clock start a seven thirty start two eights and two tens coffee is here And that is going to be what we want the most right now. I'm going to cheers you guys. I hope you've got a coffee with me. Tea, water, beer, joints, food, whatever you're doing. Rise and grind. Cheers. Mm. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right, let's change up this view. You know what? Let's talk about one other thing. Bang. Holiday package. 25% off your first week or month of anything you want at Stochastic. Sims, not Sims, lineup generator, whichever sport you're looking for, whatever you want at Stochastic is 25% off until the day after Christmas. My recommendation since you're watching this is probably to either check out the Sims packages either for a week or a month or to at least grab yourself the lineup generator if you've never done that. But either way, we are not going to be running any deals for a while. We've been running a lot of them with the beginning of the NFL season, the beginning of the NBA season, Short Gamer winning the Millie, uh, Cyber Monday slash Black Friday. This is going to grind that to a halt. So if you were looking to get in at any sort of discount, this is the promo for you. You can see it on the screen right now. There should be a link in the description of this video to get you to at least one of the packages, but you'll need to type in the promo code HOLIDAY. 
when you want to do it. Bang. Ooh, lost my little banner. There we go. So now we're in, and now we're going to talk some basketball. Let's make this bigger. Perfect. First game up, Toronto Raptors, eight-point underdogs in Philadelphia. 230 total. We have three games in the 230s, although only one of them is really in the 230s. And then uh, two games, the two 10 o'clock games are both in the mid-240s. They are going to be some late-night hammers for Toronto. Everybody that's normally available is for Philadelphia, Covington, probable, Melton, questionable. So this should be pretty easy to handle. Toronto, we're really not going to move anybody around too much. Let's think about it here. 36 for Pascal Siakam. 36 for Scotty Barnes. I got 34 for OG Ananobi, but I think there's a case to be made that it should be 35. I'm going to leave it 34 because I get that dude enough. Schroeder at 33. Gary Trent at 23. I'm going up to 24 there. Mm. At the burps. 27 to Jake Puddle. Maybe. More of a 26, dude. We're going to take him down to 26. Precious at 18 feels right. And I've just been hiding a couple extra minutes on basically anybody. We don't have to change any rates or anything. This Toronto team has been set in stone. I think we broke them down three times this week. Now, the Philly side, we do have to move some stuff around because of Covington coming back. It's always easier to just reproject this team. So we go to Philly. We get Joel Embiid in for 35. We get Paul Reed in for the backup. We get Tyrese Maxey in for 38. We get Pat Bev in for the backup. We get DeAnthony Melton. What do we know about Nick Batum today? Okay, Nick Batum out as well. Interesting to see. Probably means we're going to get Kelly Oubre again. So I'm going to go 29. Let's look at that rotation from the 20th. So Philly beats Minnesota by 14. Oubre gets the start. Plays pretty normal. Loses a minute 42 to the end of the game. So would have played 30. So we're going to go 30 to Oubre. We will go... And the Maxi minutes or the Harris minutes are interesting. I think we're going to go 34 to Tobias Harris. And then we also get DeAnthony Melton in for 29. That all feels about right. Went too many minutes there on Bev, but we'll bump that up at the at the two. And Bev seems to be sitting right around that 16 or 18 mark. We can also then get... Let's get Robert... Actually, let's get Marcus Morris in for... I'm going to go 14. I'm going to start just limiting the minutes that I give some of these guys just to see who I have left over or what I have left over. So that's nine. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Three, seven, eight. So they played nine last time out. 
Covington and Batum got replaced by Daniel House and then blowout run. They did give KJ Martin one little tiny rotation. Melton went down in that one as well. Three, seven, eight, nine, ten. I've got a lot of playing time left over. Who am I missing? Also, when did they stop playing Jaden Springer? Felt like they were playing him a bunch and then that stopped. Morris, Covington. I guess I want to give House a little bit of playing time. And then I can bump everybody up accordingly. So let's go 16 to Morris, 16 to Covington, 17 to Bev, and then I'll throw 12 minutes on Daniel House. Shouldn't matter. Rates stay the same. So we can look at Toronto pretty quickly. Now this is very difficult matchup. Number four defense, 15th in pace. As we look at the Raptors, and I want to clear out some old data. 7900 dollars Pascal Siakam. That is a very appealing price tag. Uh, he still only looks like pretty decent, but for a six-game slate, 7900 he's underpriced. Scotty Barnes is at 8800 guard forward eligible. Just out of curiosity, what's the points prop on Scotty Barnes? 21 and a half. I got him at 19 and a half. Might be underselling him just a little bit. I got Siakam at 22 and a half. His is 21 and a half juice to the over. So I feel okay there. But maybe, just maybe, I'm underselling Scotty Barnes a bit. I don't think that I am. They've had a big sample this year of this starting five starting. If you do Schroeder, Siakam, Ananobi, Pirtle, and Barnes. Like, they've started... I'm working on it. 23 games together already. In those games, yeah, we do have a bit higher usage rate on Barnes. So I'm going to bump that up a little bit. I do feel like I'm underselling him just ever so slightly. Because his points prop, as I mentioned, I got him at 19.7. The prop is at 21.5. So I don't need to go up. I need to go up like one percentage point in usage. If I take him up to 23 and a half, that gets him to 20.6 points. I, I feel a little bit better there. Makes him look like the second best option behind Pascal Siakam. I don't like much else here from Toronto, though, and that shouldn't be all that surprising. The Philly side, I mean, I want all things Joel Embiid, but let's go ahead and take a look at his props and make sure we're in the ballpark. Points prop is 35 and a half juice to the over. I have 34.9. I'm going to I'm going to tweak that up just a little bit further. Just out of curiosity, what is Joel Embiid's usage rate when we're going to say Harris, Embiid, Melton and Maxi have all started cuz that's that's sort of been their core four. You want to rotate PJ Tucker or whoever into that, I don't really care. 24 games with the four of those guys all starting, Embiid 38% usage. Now, it scales weird, so I can't go all the way there. But reminder, I got 34.9. The prop is about 36. If I go to 36.5, that gets him to 35.9. That is where we want to be. Also, Tyrese Maxey in that time, 26% usage rate. 
Tobias Harris is at 18 and a half. And then Melton is at 16 and change. Yes, P.J. Tucker is on the Clippers. And that was not the case when the season started. So if you want to say that it's Tucker or Batum or Covington or Morris as the fifth guy, they're pretty much all the same person. So I don't need the fifth starter in that query. All right. Maxi's minutes are, are at points prop is 26 and a half. That looks good. Harris is at around 13. That looks good. We don't have one for Melton. Because he's questionable. So that all looks good. Rebounding. Embiid's at 11 and a half to the over. I got 11 one. I'm okay there. Assists, five and a half to the under. I got five, seven. We're good there. I mean, I've got him at 1.87 fantasy points per minute for the game. That is about as good as you're going to get anybody. He's been at 2.1 over the past 30 days. I hope I get to him at 11 too. With no Luka, that might happen. Like there's nobody else. He's going to look way better than Jokic. And there's not another payup option that I can think of that's going to just immediately, unless people are out for Phoenix and I don't know about it, this is going to look damn good. Damn good for Joel Embiid. I might actually get him for once. Maxi looks good too at 8,700. That you know that was a price tag that was stuck in the nines for a while. Not so much now at 8,700. And good matchup against Toronto. Middle of the pack defense. They are slow, but you know, like it's not a team that you're really worried about. The totals into the two thirties. First game is interesting. Let's go to game two. Game two be the Denver Nuggets. I need to start removing some of these like guys that didn't make the roster coming out of summer league and uh like preseason. For Denver, four and a half point favorites in Brooklyn, 230 total. Everybody that's normally available for Denver is for Brooklyn. DSJ back today. Otherwise, everybody else is normal. So not a lot of changes to make here for Denver. I am going to change like gut their rotation and just put everybody in where they belong. Just I don't know. For some reason I want to do that. So let's get Jokic right away in for his 35. And then we'll give the backup run to looks like they've gone back to Zeke Naji. Welcome back, Zeke. Uh, Jamal Murray played 32. So I think we can go 31 pretty comfortably. KCP still making his way back. I think probably 32 makes some sense. Uh, Aaron Gordon played 30 the most recent game out. I think 31 makes some sense. And then MPJ, 32. So now the rest of these guys should be pretty easy to fill out. We give Reggie Jackson the backup point guard run. We get Christian Brown in at the backup two. We get Peyton Watson and we get Julian Strother. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. Now for Brooklyn, we got to work DSJ back in. So same story here. I'd like to reproject this entire rotation. DSJ has been out for 
seven games, and he had missed a bunch before that as well. But he seems to play about 20 minutes a night. So I'm going to pop him in for 20, and then we're going to pop Dinwiddie in for his 28, plus another five. Nick Claxton, very easy to project. I think we put him in for 27 and feel pretty good about it. Actually, this is a Jokic day. We'll go 28. They are still playing Sharp and Trendon Watford. So we get Sharp in for 16. We get Watford in for 10. Oh, actually, Watford might be done, though. If DSJ is back, that might be the end of Watford. So then let's think about it where we get Dorian Finney-Smith in for 24. We get Royce O'Neal. Actually, we get Cam Johnson then in for 29. Then we can get Royce O'Neal in for his 25. We get Bridges in for his 35. That leaves me 30 for Cam Thomas. Oops. Gave Cam Thomas the Cam Johnson minutes. I'm okay with that. Although Cam Thomas needs to be 31. So if I leave Cam Thomas in at 31, I need to take one minute from somebody. And the easiest person to take that from is going to be DSJ. Perfect. New rotation done. What do we like here for Denver? There's no chance. Yeah, like Jokic. I have Jokic like six points behind Embiid. 65-4 for Embiid. 58 for Jokic. So it's basically impossible to get to Jokic with any confidence. Outstanding GPP pivot, assuming there's an ownership gap. But I do like him. He looks like the best option from Denver. I don't know how actionable that is going to be. Jokic has a 26.5 points prop juice to the over. I have it at 27.8, so I feel good there. Murray's at 20.5. That's where I'm at. So I feel pretty good with these guys. Probably a little high on Michael Porter Jr., but I'm okay with it. I like Jokic. I like MPJ with the MPE of small forward, power forward, 6,300. Murray's fine at 7,300. Aaron Gordon's okay for a day like today. You're not really going to anybody else from Denver. For Brooklyn, you know, this is the number 28 team in pace for Denver. So Brooklyn loses two and a half possessions. Nick Claxton at 6,300 will be fine. Mikel Bridges at 7,700 will be fine. There are no priorities in this game. We will likely have some priorities here. The Dallas Mavericks are nine-point underdogs in Houston, 225 total. So this is the lowest total on the slate, but uh, there is some injury news that is relevant for this one. Q tag on Seth Curry, no Luka, no Dante Exum, no Josh Green, no Kyrie Irving, no Maxi Kleba, no Derek Lively. I mean, that's a full starting five. Like... In the playoffs, Luca, Luca, Kyrie, Maxi, Derek Lively, pick one of Josh Green or Dante Exum at this point. 
You can consider that to be the entire Dallas starting five. You can. So, holy shit. Let's take the time here. We need to break this one down and we need to think about it in a big, big way. Because these minutes will be the most important minutes that we project today. Now, Dallas's last game was the nine-point loss to the Clippers two nights ago. In that game, two of the people that started will not be starting today in Luka Doncic and Dante Exum. So, we need to think about this across the board in terms of who's going to be running what position. First and foremost, 36 minutes to Tim Hardaway has to happen. 36 minutes to Derek Jones Jr. has to happen. Uh, I'm going to say 34 minutes to Grant Williams. And then I think that we are going to feel pretty good about 22 to Dwight Powell, maybe more. The only thing that they're not really missing are centers. Now, they refuse to play Rashawn Holmes. Um, they also didn't really go... So when Powell was off, they went to Morris. And then when Powell was off there, they just went small with Grant Williams. And then Tim Hardaway started the second half. So then they just specifically went to Grant Williams. And then they just only went to Grant Williams. They stopped playing all of those guys. Okay. I, I don't think they do that here. Now. They went to so much Jaden Hardy that it seems like that's going to just be the thing. Hardy played 23 minutes against the Clips, including a giant stint. I'm going 30 for right now on Hardy. Now, we need to figure out who else is really available. Seth Curry's status is going to matter a lot. They don't seem to want to play Rashawn Holmes in any scenario. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that he doesn't get any run here either. They don't... I guess I'm going to go... Like 20 minutes to Seth Curry. I'm going to get like 16 out of Markeith Morris. Oh, man, they are just, they are thin. They are extra, extra, extra thin here. So who is really on this team? All right, so based on their injury report, they don't have any G League guys out. Greg Brown, Dexter Dennis, and AJ Lawson are all on a two-way. Luca out, Kyrie out. So it's Hardaway, Grant Williams, Rashawn Holmes, Kleba out, Lively out, Josh Green out. We're going to say Curry in, Powell in. Is that really five? One, two, three, Jesus, four, five. Exum out. Omax Prosper makes six. Markeith Morris makes seven. Derek Jones makes eight. Jaden Hardy makes nine. So they've got nine guys on legitimate NBA contracts 
and then three two-way guys. So they can get to 12. Now, it's you have to assume that the nine guys that are on contracts will play in some way. Like, I just gave Rashawn Holmes 10 minutes. Do I like that? No. But I think that might be necessary. Because I that's eight guys. I still have 36 minutes left. AJ Lawson and Omax Prosper seem to be the two guys that are likely to split most of that minute, those minutes. Dexter Dennis being a guard helps. I don't know, obviously, a single thing about whoever the hell that is. A 24-year-old... 6-5 dude from Texas A&M. More of a shooting guard, so not really necessary. The Seth Curry Q tag will be the, the most interesting part here. I don't want to go to 18 minutes for both of these guys. So I am going to go back up to 32 on Hardy. That would leave me 17 apiece for Lawson and Omax Prosper, which I don't feel great about. The, the, the real problem comes in with the center minutes. That's where it really gets confusing. I would really like to allocate a little bit more playing time to somebody else, but I don't know where those minutes would go. I can't go higher than 36 on Derek Jones Jr. or Tim Hardaway. And Grant Williams plays so little in so frequent games, even when you would expect more minutes, that I don't want to immediately just give them to him. Jaden Hardy could legit play like 38 tonight, and I wouldn't be surprised because they, they don't have enough creation. I'm going to go ahead and put four minutes on Dexter Dennis so that I can put 16 on AJ Lawson and 14 on Max Prosper. Now, rates, I'm going to assume that there are no Dallas props right now. And I would be right. So this is going to be basically impossible. I'm guessing that the sample of Luca off Kyrie off, it's going to be bigger than it seems because Kyrie has missed so many games, but this is going to be an ultra tiny uh, sample. Yeah, Jaden Hardy's played 91 minutes with both of those guys off. 29.5% usage rate. So I'm not going to change that. Tim Hardaway has played 63 minutes. He has a 42% usage rate. Now, the only thing, the only real benefit here is that we can go back in time and look at this for Tim Hardaway and take off Spencer Dinwiddie as well and look at last year. Because Tim Hardaway is going to be the one that's like most interesting for this. But if we take Luca off, Kyrie off, and Dinwiddie off. I probably need to take Christian Wood off, too. We still get Tim Hardaway up to, like, 29% usage. And if I take Christian Wood off, it's going to be a small sample still. But I'm going to have to bump Hardaway to, like, 27 or 28% usage. Yeah, he gets up to 31 even with all those guys out. Hardy gets up to the 30s as well. Okay, with no Luca, Kyrie, Dinwiddie, or Wood, Tim Hardaway has played 191 minutes, 31% usage. Hard Jaden Hardy has played 300 minutes, 31% usage. I'm going to take both of those guys to 28. 
and then let everything fall in behind it. I actually might even go to 29. Because it doesn't feel like anybody else receives that usage. Like Seth Curry doesn't really do it. Yeah, I'm going to go 29 to both of them. Do assist rates move? Hardy, no. Hardaway, no. Um, so that's just going to have to be whatever your raw talent is. I'm very curious to look at Dallas because this is a terrible matchup against Houston. Uh, slower team, great defense. But I'm guessing we have staggering value. Now, for Houston, Tari Eason questionable. That's the only thing that is questionable, which means we want to go ahead and get him back in for his 26 minutes. So we just need to shave a bunch of playing time. Off of these guys. Now I still need six more minutes. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, Amon Thompson's just really still not playing all that much. Aaron Holiday played a lot more. Jeff Green played a lot less. Uh, Shangun played way less than you would expect. Jabari Smith played more than you would expect. 39 for Van Vliet is still probably light. Dylan Brooks played 29 minutes, but I don't really know where I'm going to cut enough playing time here. I guess like that. I'm not digging into Houston because we know who we're playing. But here we go. Dallas. What do we end up liking? Oh, my God. Okay. So everything that I did didn't even matter. Jaden Hardy is a lock button. 4,300 point guard, shooting guard, assuming he starts, but even if he doesn't, um, he's like Craig Porter, but better. It's it's full stop lock button on Jaden Hardy. I don't know how you get away from it. I think it's the same situation on Tim Hardaway as well. $6,100 shooting guard, small forward. These guys are going to be in 90% of my lineups or more. I don't really see the path to get away from it. I think $5,300 Derek Jones Jr. is certainly interesting. Um, paying attention to their prop market will be important. Grant Williams at $4,700. Like, you want to roll those dice, but Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway Jr. are both 90 like, guaranteed cash game locks. Can't avoid it. Hardy in particular, numero uno. This is, this is basically like a six-player slate now. There's no justification for anything else. For Houston, look, $8,300 Alper in Shangun is... He looks good. Do I have him wildly over-projected? Maybe not wildly, but a little bit. I'm going to take a minute away from him, just in case. It still looks good. And $8,200 Van Vliet looks good, too. I mean, he should carve this Dallas team up. Should carve them up. Jalen Green, 6,500 is all right. Might be a little healthy on his projection. 
I like it. I like it. I want to get to this game a lot, but so does everybody else. Get all things Dallas. Atlanta Hawks, one and a half point dogs in Miami, 237 total. For Atlanta, uh, no Jalen Johnson. That's it. For Miami, once again, no Jimmy Butler. So same team we got last time against same team we got last time. That works for me. Um, we're seeing Garrison Matthews play more than Wes Matthews. Okongwu and Clint Capella are still playing a lot alongside of each other. Uh, Capella only played 21 minutes last time out. Maybe the minutes are catching up to him. I'm going to go ahead and take him down to 28. And I'm going to bump Onyeka Okongwu up to 26. I don't think I'm making any other changes here. 37 to Trey Young. Maybe we go 36 here. I probably need to go 36 to Bay, but I'll leave 35. 30 to Bogdanovich looks okay. Hunter at 30. 35 to Murray. Yeah, I don't really have any other minutes I want to change here. And then the Miami side is just going to look like it did a couple nights ago. But... Now we've learned a little bit more. Oh, we get do we get Kevin Love back? We do get Kevin Love back. All right. So that changes things up a little bit. Because we didn't have Kevin Love last time. Now that we do, I think that makes a little bit of a difference. So let's get Kevin Love. Wait. Yeah, he's back. He's not on the injury report, at least. So let's get Kevin Love in for his 20 minutes. We got 34 for Hero. He played 35, so we're going 35. We're going to take Kyle Lowry down to 30. Jay Rich played a little bit more. Oh, my God. This, these rotations are going to be miserable. Take Highsmith. He played a lot. Hawkins at 32. I think makes sense. 24 to Duncan Robinson. Can make that 23. We could bring Caleb Martin down to 30. I still got to shave a bunch of time. Damn, where does that come from? Um, where does that come from? I don't trust this rotation. It's like a, the opposite team now. I'm going to take Hawkes down to 31. The problem here is that Miami faces Atlanta, and getting this right is incredibly important because they're going to look good. I don't know who to take two minutes off of. I guess Kyle. it's easier to take minutes off of Kyle Lowry since he probably won't show up. Same for Duncan Robinson. So, like, as we look at Atlanta... $9,900 Trey is fine, but this is the slowest team in the league in Miami. They're dead last. Miami's fifth. They lose 3.4 possessions just by facing the Heat. Bay, Okongwu, Murray, Capella, they're all fine. But if you're going to anything, it's probably Trey Young. But in all actuality, it's probably nothing. On the Miami side, can you justify Bam? Yeah, but it just seems so much easier to go to. Jokic or Embiid, Embiid in particular. 
8400 for Tyler Hero I can get behind. Point guard, shooting guard, 8400 is a price tag that like fits him when there's no Jimmy Butler around. But unfortunately, I don't see any priorities coming out of Miami, at least not yet. Just want to take a peek at the points props on Hero. It's 24 and a half to the over. That's where I have him. Bam, I have a 24. It's at 22 and a half, so this all looks good to me. Just no priorities. Now I think we're going to get into some weird shit. Washington Wizards, 12-point dogs in Golden State, 247 total. Wizards on the back-to-back, so we don't have their injury report. I'm going to assume everybody plays. I guess Gallo not playing the back-to-back is possible. I also don't think that is going to matter all that much. I'm going to assume he's playing for now, but I don't think that he actually plays. And then after that, I don't really think I want to move this rotation around all that much. 32 to Kuzma, 29 to Tyus Jones, 30 to Jordan Poole. 28 to Koulibaly, 24 to Kispert, 28 to Denny. Yeah, I'm good with Washington. The Golden State side, no Draymond, no Peyton, Q-Tag on Pajemski. So same, same rotation here, 35 to Steph, 32 to Clay. That needs to be 33. We've got 21 to Looney. That is not the case anymore. Let's make that 18. We've got to make it 16 to Sarich. They seem to like Trace Jackson Davis a little bit more, so we need to start bumping him up. Minga played bigger minutes. Wiggins did not. So let's go 25-24 for the two of them. I've got 31 for Pajemski. Now, obviously, he got hurt last time out. So that did have a bit of a trickle-down effect to some of these other guys. I think this is about what I can do. I don't know how to give Trace Jackson Davis more playing time. I don't know where that's going to come from. Maybe Sarich. That's about the best I can do. Now, these guys should look good against Washington. Washington doesn't look great. It's Kuzma. Avdia and Gafford as the, if you want to play these guys, you can play them. I don't really see anything else that I would want to be doing here. Revenge narrative alert, I guess. Hmm. Okay, so for Golden State, uh, Steph, 9,600, very, very, very viable here against Washington. He should clean up. Uh, Pajemski for 6,200 is... A bit of an issue for me. Just out of curiosity. In the games in which Brandon Pajemski has started. Which is obviously a very minimal sample. Is that three, four games? So he started four games. His usage rate in those four games is 18. So I'm a little lower than that, which means I do feel right about playing him. It's Curry, it's Pajemski, 
And then I think it's Clay up next. I don't know how you really go to anybody else. This is a fun slate so far. Phoenix, Sacramento, close it out. So that's going to be... Do we have no Nurk? Is that real? No Nurk. No Bradley Beal. Q tag on a Kogi. Nas Little available. All righty. So this one's going to be a little different. Um, I think we probably get like a pretty big split of Nurk or of uh, Drew Eubanks and Chimetsi Metu. Something like that. You know, we get Durant out there for his 36. And then we get Booker for his 37. We get Jordan Goodwin just maintaining the 20 minutes he plays every other game. We get Grayson Allen in for... 34, 33, well, 34, Eric Gordon, 31. We got to get Nas Little, who has been starting, playing about 22 minutes a night. That leaves me 14 for a Kogi. All right, I'm okay with that. I don't really think I need to change rates here. Um, Nurkic does give up about 20% usage. That'll fill itself in. So that'll be Phoenix. Sacramento is the other side. And we have a Q tag on JaVale, a Q tag on Monk. So this is basically the exact same rotation we normally get for Sacramento. Once again, I just am in the mood to reproject these rotations. So we're going to go 35 to Fox. We're going to go 35 to Sabonis. We're going to get the Barnacle of the Bay in for 30. We're going to get Keegan Murray in for 32. Trey Lyles can slot in. Actually played JaVale last game out. That's interesting. Uh, Keon Ellis can slot in. We get Kevin Herter, who is just, like, really not playing the way that you would expect him to be playing, in for 22 minutes. We get Malik Monk in for 26 minutes. Uh, Sasha Vazenkov plays, like, 12 a night. That leaves me 22. So we add in the rest of the Trey Lyles minutes. That leaves me 16. 16 to who? I guess we could take Vizenkov up to 14. We add in three more to Keon Ellis. And then we have 11 minutes left over for randomness. JaVale Hyden six. And Chris Duarte Hyden five. 
Phoenix Suns. Toasted Biscuits, what's up, man? Uh, $3,500 Chimetsi Metsu is a, quite a problem right now. Because getting his minutes right matters. And 22, which I gave him, is too aggressive. So we need to mute that for right now. Like, Metu could start today. Uh, that will not surprise me in any way. But I can't give him 22 minutes. I got to go down to 20. We'll take Josh Akogi to 16. But I like the $3,500 power forward center value for Metu. He's going to look good either way. Uh, Booker, Eubanks, Durant, all very, very solid plays here. Number 22 defense in Sacramento. So surprise, surprise, they've fixed nothing. $9,400 Sabonis. That'll be an interesting dynamic between he and Bam. $9,500 for Fox. Interesting dynamic between him and like Steph or Trey or Maxi. They are the two best guys though. 6K Monk is fine. I want to run crunches, man. This is going to look great. Time to see what kind of problems Dallas causes. So hit that like button if you haven't done it yet. 114 people in the door. Don't forget about the holiday promo. But we need we need to look at some crunches, guys. This is a hell of a slate. This is going to be a fun one. All right. First one up is going to be DraftKings. Now we know some of the names that we are going to see. We know what we're going to see from Dallas. And I think that because of that Dallas value... I think we're going to see Hardy, Tim Hardaway. All right. I accidentally typed over somebody's name, and now I need to figure out who it was. Atlanta. Who's 8K on Atlanta? DeJounte Murray. Accidentally typed over DeJounte Murray's name. One second. All right. We're better. You can see I added it. Sometime, somehow I typed can't V. All right, clear all rows. DeJounte Murray in. I think we get Embiid, Hardy, Hardaway. And then after that, I don't know. Metu probably. Maxi, Hardy, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, Joel Embiid, Tim Hardaway Jr., Chimetsi Metu, and Brandon Pajemski. 294.6, optimal lineup by 1.3. If you don't like that first one, you can swap out Brandon Pajemski and Tyrese Maxey for Alperin Shengun. And no, it's just Maxey for Shengun. Never mind. Interesting. Look, Hardy, Jones, Grant Williams, Tim Hardaway, no surprises. Embiid, no surprise. Metu will be tricky today, but will be in the discussion. Hardaway and Hardy were both in 100%. Embiid, 98. Metu, 94. Derek Jones Jr., 90. Grant Williams, 60. That all makes perfect sense. Now, we know that Hardy is going to be the number one guy here when we run this because he just is. Hardy in 91% of the 150. Hardaway in 64. Metu in 55. Derek Jones in 40. And then everybody falls down to the 20s. We have infinite value right now. 
as much as you could possibly want. FanDuel will look so much different just because of their positional structure. It's never the same. So as we upload FanDuel... Optimal on FanDuel, 327.89. It's the optimal by 1.24. Curry, Trey Young, Hardaway, Hardy, Pajemski, Denny, Eubanks, Derek Jones Jr., and Alperin Shingoon. Curry, Hardaway, and Hardy were in all 100%. Eubanks made 96%. Derek Jones Jr. and Avdi were in the 70s. Pajemski in the 60s. Trey Young in the 50s. Final process show crunch before Christmas. Here we go. Power rankings here for the FanDuel side. Hardy, Hardaway, Eubanks, Curry, Avdia. Metu 3,900 on FanDuel. Eubanks 4,100 has power forward eligibility. Pay attention there. Um, so Hardy, Hardaway, then Eubanks at 48%. Curry, Avdia, Derek Jones Jr. in the 30s. Pajemski, DeJounte Murray, Kyle Lowry, Trey Young, and Tyrese Maxey in the 20s. We made it, folks. End of the line process show in the books for the week. Again, nothing on Saturday. There are no NBA games on Sunday. NBA, I don't know what our schedule looks like for Christmas Day yet. Uh, we will have a live show. I, I'm guessing we go live from 11 to 12. I don't know that for sure yet, but that is my assumption. But I'll be live for the NBA on Christmas for Monday, so you won't miss me there. If you're not watching content, I understand, but I will be around for it. I hope all of you have a fantastic Christmas. It's been great to have you guys around these parts for the beginning half of the year. So happy holidays to you, whatever you celebrate. Uh, even if you don't celebrate, uh, I mean it in the best possible way. I, I hope you enjoy, find some joy in the next couple days. That's all I got, everybody. Have a good day. I'll see you guys for the strategy show and the deeper dive later today. But this was the process.